The decade of the 1950s, with the exception of Sam Musial's four batting titles, was a roller coaster ride for the Cardinals, who finished in the first division five times and in the second division five times. It was also the first decade since the Cardinals won their first World Series in 1926 that the team failed to win a World Series championship. All that changed in the 1960s, thanks in large part to the brilliant and dominating pitching of Bob Gibson, leading the Cardinals to three National League pennants and two World Series championships. Gibson had four of his five 20-game winning seasons in the 1960s. In 1968, he won the Cy Young and the National League Most Valuable Player Awards by winning 22 games and posting an incredible 1.12 earn run average, the lowest in baseball since 1914. Gibson was also masterful in the World Series, winning seven consecutive games. In the 1968 World Series against the Detroit Tigers, he set a single-game record by striking out 17 batters. He's got him! Struck him out! Look at the scene on the field, McCarver, the first one. Now his infielders all over him. A new world's record of 17 strikeouts in one game. Tim McCarver, his catcher that day, said that he'd never seen major league hitters overwhelmed that way. It was like watching a big league pitcher against little league batters. It was frightening. I could never catch Bob cleanly, meaning nothing ever felt soft in the mid. Even when he hit spots with his fastball or his slider. You got to figure, if I knew what was coming and he was tough to catch. Can't hit it. He had to be tough to hit, right? I mean, does that make sense? In 1962, just three years after Gibson pitched in his first major league game in 1959, Roger Angel the fiction editor The New Yorker, and an avid baseball fan, convinced William Shawn, the editor of The New Yorker, to let him write about baseball. By 1975, Gibson's last year with the Cardinals, Angel had written some of baseball's most elegant and acclaimed baseball essays for the magazine. Angel, like Gibson, had a reputation for being demanding and intimidating. He was also a member of one of America's most accomplished families. His mother was the New Yorker's first fiction editor, and his father was president of the American Civil Liberties Union. His father-in-law, E.B. White, was the author of Charlotte's Web, the classic children's book that brought my wife Anita to tears every time she read it to her grade school kids. A few years after Bob Gibson retired from baseball, Roger Angel decided that he wanted to find out what Gibson's life was like now that he was out of the game. He contacted Gibson and arranged to spend some time at Gibson's home in Omaha, Nebraska. The result of the time they spent together was distance, often regarded as Angel's best baseball essay and one of the finest baseball essays ever written. Angel called his essay Distance to draw attention to the 60 feet 6 inches in baseball that separate the pitcher from the batter. More than that, however, distance also defines Gibson's separation from baseball writers, fans, and even his teammates because of his personality. A longtime Cardinals writer once told Angel that Gibson had a thorny, obdurate personality and there weren't too many people crazy about him. If he had a little more give to him, he could have owned this city. If only he had Lou Brock's personality. When I was editing the St. Louis Baseball Reader, 
I badly wanted to include Roger Angel's New Yorker essay on Bob Gibson in the collection. He had given me permission a few years earlier to reprint his New Yorker essay on Pirate's Pitcher and Hero of the 1971 World Series, Steve Blass, for the Pirates Reader that I was editing, so I worried that he might think I was taking advantage of his earlier generosity. Angel, like Gibson, had a thorny personality, but he seemed pleased with my choice of the Gibson essay and granted me permission to reprint it. As for a fee, he asked if I were a rich man. When I reminded him I was a retired English professor, he asked, to my relief, for the same token $75 that I paid him for the use of the Blast essay. Bob Gibson died on October 2, 2020, at the age of 86. Roger Angel died just a few months ago at the age of 101. Before their deaths, they met for the last time at Cooperstown in 2014, when Angel was inducted into the writer's wing of the Baseball Hall of Fame. When Angel told Bob Gibson that he was intimidated when he spent time with him years ago in Omaha, Gibson turned that stare on Angel that had intimidated batters when Gibson pitched for the Cardinals and said, Good. This is Pete Peterson for Reading Baseball.